0: Without it's the mission Saturday morning, morning, right here at beautiful Respect to the Underground Worldwide really? World Radio. Without, without, Let's get out of that. Let's get straight into the mission today as we get a little background music going. A super big episode, my biggest episode, my biggest interview to date. He's in the room. We'll get to him in one second. I give him applause now. The one and only, Ruben Bougeon. Am I go, saying that correctly? Honey. Yeah close right get your boogie on ruben boogie on ruben boogie on i wanted to get the you know it's very very tricky times now when you mispronounce people's names so (laughs) i i make sure i ask everybody i interview uh make sure that i'm saying their name correctly let's chill that out a little bit so thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. Thank you so much for coming in today.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank, you, thank I'll give you the old school applause.
0: Uh, I have, just so everybody knows, uh, we'll talk to Ruben in one second. He's been nice enough to hang out. Can I get you a beverage while I do my little morning intro? Would you like a soda, a water, a juice box, or a uh, crown on ice? <laughs> uh, juice box. Juice box. Yeah. You, got it. you got it. Can you handle the... Uh, can you handle the traditional... Oh, Capri, Capri Sun right there. Oh, Pow. Damn. Hit the mic with it. All Absolutely. right. All right. First things first, I got my brand new merch on De La Prime. Feral Streetwear has blessed me once again with the Frozen Cactus sweatshirt. Uh, they've got a great relationship with the show and everyone here Respect Respect the Underground. They gave me the full sticker pack. If you didn't get your sticker pack, make sure you holler at Farrell. I believe there were, was one problem with that, but everyone else got their full package. Salute to Farrell Streetwear and uh, his combination with De La Prime, one of our premier Phoenix, Arizona artists. And once again, you can't get this. It is sold out. But next time they drop something, be sure you check it out. Uh, the great qu- quality uh clothes, great designs, everything good I can say about Ferrell Streetwear and De La Prime, I will say here at Respect the Underground. All right, let's just get let me get chill out on Jocko here. Uh, 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 there we go. All right. Ruben Boogie on today. Boogie on. Can I say, Ruben, before we get started, um I've been a little irritated with white folks. Really? In Arizona specifically Mesa this past couple of weeks. And let me tell you why. Um I want I just got to air this out. My son and I were at the playground. I'll make this simple and short. Uh a lady's son and my son got to playing and um they started to have snack together. They started to share snack, which as long as everything looks like it's packaged correctly, we don't mind as long as they're not sharing beverages, just, you know, maybe a cracker or two. And uh halfway into snack time, this lady says, oh, yeah, we had the COVID three weeks ago. <laughs> Now, three weeks. Imagine that. Has your whole family been cleared? Were you cleared three weeks ago? Did you start having it three weeks ago? I didn't. All these questions are running through my head. But in general, I'm very nice to these white folks out here. So I just smiled, you know, and oh, ah, isn't that nice? Yeah. And uh yeah. And so and then after we had snack time. Uh, my son motioned towards his eye a bit and her being a quality mother wanted to rush over and help my son get something out of his eye. Now, excuse me, lady, you just had COVID. You're not going to be blowing in my son's eyeball. <laughs> now, that's bad enough. Now, just yesterday we were at main events, main events. Uh, excuse me, not main events. We were at Elevate, Elevate Jump House out in Mesa, Queen Creek area. And, uh, as you know, they have some quality pizza and fries, uh, no salt. They don't have, they don't let you have salt with the French fries, but they have some decent fries huh? and yeah, it's crazy, uh, Ruben. So anyway, um, we're getting some food. My son loves a pizza and a French fry when he's jumping around at the jump house. And, uh, so our fries, our fresh fries and my full soda and a bunch of napkins were sitting on the table Uh and I had left to go retrieve my son to let him know the food was almost ready. It's time to eat. Just me and my son there, you know, during the week, my wife works hard. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out with my son a lot. You can catch me out at all the playgrounds. And, uh, these two white ladies sat at my table. Um, now the food was clearly there and not eaten, not done, you know, and, uh, Just for the record, there were 10, 15 other completely empty tables. So these ladies sit at my table. So when I arrive with my pizza and my son, they say, oh, uh, do you mind us sitting here? This is my problem with passive aggressive white people, especially white ladies. You're so entitled. You don't even know what your problem is. And this is just to cap on to what Bill Burr has talked about frequently. (laughs) Um, now it's my position to be the asshole and make them move when they have uh, totally bombarded my little table. Now, it was just two ladies or so I thought. And it was just me and my son, which I knew. So I said, sure, you know, hey, help yourself. You know, they weren't eating anything. They had no reason to sit at the table other than they were just big and tired. So <laughs> we're sitting there and we're about to finish up eating. Next thing I know, we are surrounded. I mean, 10, I mean, a couple basketball teams, maybe a football team of men and other women and children. I counted 10 or 12 people. Uh, I only got that many fingers. They, so it, clearly they had a large group. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so what was again?
0: sat at my table. So I finished my food and I moved on. Cause again, I out passive aggressive your passive aggressiveness. I, and then I come on a radio show and talk shit about all these people anonymous, anonymously. That's what I, you know. But do you is it wrong? Does, is, is do you see the levels of wrong there or am I just an old grudge psychopath? What's what's no. Going no, no, on? no I feel the same way. I
1: feel the same way when I'm in public. Okay.
0: I had to talk about that. My other beef of the week is dispensaries. Now we've gone recreational and the money is flying in off the charts. They're running out of pre-rolls and weed left and right. They're letting first come, first serve. Some people are not even let med patients go first. Now, listen, there's going to be backlash and I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the painted face, bullhorn wearing leader of this backlash when it goes down, because what I want dispensaries to realize, number one, your whole industry was built on us. The med card patients, you would not be here and ready to receive all this new money if it had not been for the dedicated medical patients that have got you here up until now. Number two, I got the whole script written. I'm just looking for a better spokesperson because I you can't see marijuana helps me physically and emotionally. But my pain is not as apparent as it is in other people. So I'm looking for a better spokesperson, but I've already got the whole script written. Hey, what's up to whoever's checking in out there? We got Ruben Boogie on today. I'm just finishing up my vents before we get to a real comedian. Uh, we let handicapped people park different. We let handicapped people people in pain. We let them do all these things in life, and you dispensaries have forgot all about that. So I will be buying my marijuana from the street <laughs> the old-fashioned way. Ruben Boogie, let me get off my pedestal and get to you today. Let's get a more music. They're going, how are you doing, sir? Man, I'm
1: amazing. Did you get everything you needed off your chest?
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I got to do that because I, 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 I have a, uh, I have a, uh, you know, I have a bit of the hardening of the heart. And if I don't get that shit off my chest, it builds up in there and it's okay. bad for me physically. So I appreciate it. Okay. I'm, I'm honored that you sat through my weak attempt at a at a at a rant. But uh, I appreciate you coming in so much. Man, you know, you, you are you. a comedian, a musician, producer, engineer, businessman. Absolutely. I'm sure in my heart you're younger than me. I'm amazed. You are on Instagram creating content on different levels, various levels of content uh, with your cohort, your lady, uh, your uh, friend that's a lady that you do your YouTube videos with. I don't want to confuse the issues. We'll get to your status. Uh, uh, Big supporter, comedian. I, I believe you set up shows. I could be wrong. We'll talk about that. Um, very funny guy. I watched a lot of your YouTube material, uh, yesterday and today. Uh, an ex, uh, ex divorce court, uh, alumni. Right. Uh, you were actually on TV. I don't know that I've ever, uh, I went to school with some Super Bowl guys and stuff, but I don't know that I've actually sat down and talked with someone who's been on the television, the demon
1: that is television. <laughs> you know, I, I'm on a more things than that.
0: I'm uh, sure I'm new to you, pardon. I'm only three years to Phoenix, so I'm learning Fill us in. Give me all. Give me the whole credential. Give me the whole uh, checklist. Where have you been?
1: Oh my goodness gracious! Um, and
0: why did you agree to sit down with me? That's what I can't figure.
1: I well, fuck with you. Oh
0: well, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, love. On, That's love. That's love. That's hey,
1: love. So baby. tell us, please. So so uh, you know, it started a few years ago when I went I went super viral with this video, um, where I impersonated a Walmart manager. Right. Okay.
0: And I saw that one. Yeah, That's once, one of the ones I happened to watch, I believe. Yeah.
1: And, 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 you know, that was a few years ago and that was super viral. I'm talking in like overnight Hilarious. Like 30 million views. Sure. And then uh, so what happened was, is as that was going viral, I started making more videos and in a matter of like one month. I probably had like six, seven viral videos. When I say viral, I mean multi-million views, right? Yes, real viral, not local viral, not indie viral. Uh,
0: Mainstream, viral, worldwide, worldwide millions. Millions. Millions.
1: Millions. So um, I started getting hit up by uh, comedy clubs. And they're like, hey, we want to book you. And the problem was is I was not a stand-up comedian. Oh,
0: you fell in that way. Right. Interesting. So, like, great. so, so okay. I was
1: leaving a hell of money on the table. Sure. All kinds of money. I was right. having like, I, I don't do comedy. I don't do comedy. So after like turning down maybe. How long ago was this? Like three years ago.
0: Three years ago. Okay, yeah. please continue. Go ahead. So,
1: so after turning down probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 worth of money I could have had if I was a stand-up comedian. I decided to fuck it. I'm just going to start doing stand-up. It's like raking this month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I uh, started hitting up some um, dope-ass spots downtown, stand-up live, Tempe Improv, started performing a little bit, and uh, got myself a nice set. And then once those phone calls started rolling in talking about, hey, we need you out in L.A., we need you to do this, we need you to do that for stand-up comedy, I started going.
0: You make it sound very easy. How long did it take you to put together, and when you say a set, 20, 30 minutes, um, what what are you thinking there? back
1: then I put together a good 15 minutes, but then I, I do crowd work for another 10. Yes. I
0: noticed your crowd work. You're excellent with the crowd work. Mm -hmm. The the video I watched, I believe it was a gentleman named Craig. You were fucking with the whole time. (laughs) I could be wrong. Brett, 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 uh, Brett. Brett. It was Brett. I get my white names mixed up sometimes. Brett. Yeah, Brett. It's all the same shit. Yeah, it is. No doubt. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so crowd work. Let's get into that. So to the people who may not. I'm a big fan, huge fan of comedy. Uh And it's interesting that you fell in that way because that's the classic in comedy. There's the guys that have been bouncing around nightclubs for five years. Trying to get an audience. Yeah. And then there's the guys like you who found a funny, um, thing, skit, whatever, bit. Niche. Uh, yeah. And then created your, wrapped your comedy career around that kind of comedy. Uh, had you had any experience on stage? For a lot of people doing comedy, the hardest part, especially if you've been used to doing skits on you know, or, or behind the keyboard, yeah. is just
1: getting up on stage in front of people. Was yeah. that hard for you at first? No. I, I mean, I've done hell of music before that.
0: So the young, I, the young lady. Oh, so you had already been a
1: performer. Oh, yeah. You, you yeah, were yeah. music first. Oh, yeah. but I used, okay. to, I used to perform with Justice and all them back in the day. Before I met you through Loud these. Pack Net. Right, right. Sativa so,
0: and those guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: before that, I'm talking okay. way before that. Okay, I'm, I'm the first Arizona artist to open up for Yo Gotti's first show in Arizona. Okay, I mean, I've opened up for Bone Thugs. I opened up for DMX a couple times. There's an artist, you rap and sing, correct? correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I'm a little fuzzy on. Uh, well, I don't really do music like that no more. To right. be honest, I just can't stop making music. Sure. You know what I mean? It's in right. my heart. You know. Right. Right. So, um, fresh out of high school and all that for a little while. You know, we we're doing really well. Um, we were, you know. We we're just doing really well, you know. We were hitting the streets, selling anywhere from fifty to a hundred CDs a day. Wow! Yeah, we would, we would travel the whole state. We'd travel wow. states selling mm-hmm. albums. Like it was, yeah. it was really good for a little while. Sure. So that's a, so getting on stage was not hard for me at all.
0: Well, that's you know, and they say that's half the battle. Yeah. Um, And did you did you study other comedians uh, when you first got started? How, or, uh, how did you find your own voice, if it were? Because to be honest, I just want to say this for the record. Please go to YouTube uh, and uh, check out his material. The 15 minute uh, set I watched. Uh, was concise. I mean, you, I mean, you know, some guys uh stumble through their bits or transitions, and I mean, you would just f- flawlessly weave through <laughs> um your it seemed like you were weaving your bits and your crowd work together, and I mean, it was it was smooth, you know. A lot of guys, and it, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of guys work at comedy five or ten years before they get to that kind of smoothness. You, you so fast, how you know, do you? I think you make it sound so easy I guess is what I'm saying
1: well I mean there's different there's two different kinds of comedians. number one it's the natural right Sure and then number two you got the people that want to be comedians. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a comedian, but those are the ones that are going to take a little longer to develop. And, you know what I mean? I just feel like I have that natural talent just to get on stage and make people laugh, you know?
0: I, I think so. And, you,
1: I, and I don't, you know what I mean? Some people care about what people think about them. That hurts I, a lot. Our
0: ego gets in the way. I ends. don't give
1: a shit. Right. That
0: helps. That helps. I don't care. Had you, when you were on divorce court, had you already started comedy at that time? Stand up? No. No? No. Because you're, um, and did you end up marrying the woman on divorce court? No. Okay. The mother of your children. I want to speak very politely about her, but I I was curious because what happened next? I watched the show, but it was up in the air. Let me just say one thing. Yeah.
1: Everything on TV is fake. Right. Okay. I know that. I know that. I know that. I helped write that that whole episode. Oh, you helped write the episode. Pretty much. Okay.
0: I, I felt like the laughs were legitimate.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. The crowd doesn't. I mean, right, it's a right. show to the feel,
0: crowd. Right. No, I feel like I feel like you got. A, I feel like you cracked everybody up. You got a lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that something? Now I know, and I know in the past, I'm hip to the game. I've seen you know rappers, other performers, back when talk shows were more of a thing. Guys would go on talk shows, find some reason to get on a talk show if they were an aspiring entertainer. Yeah. Um, was that totally conceived by you to get on TV? Um,
1: yeah. So. Um, I made myself like I, I mean, because a, she described you
0: very much as a comedian. Then I guess is what I was the long way I was getting around to when um, and, and I agreed it's on TV. We all know TV is all pretty yeah, fake for the yeah. most part. But um, it was played very well, by the way, being that it was fake. You,
1: you great actor. Thank you. Appreciate you. Great actor. Well, I set my a list of goals for myself uh, a few years ago. Right. So the list of goals I was taught, I was set myself. I was like, OK, number one. I'm gonna do, you know, I wanna go viral. Number two, I wanna uh be on TV. Mm-hmm. And number three, I wanna do stand-up comedy. In and, that and order, I, and you've done it. And I knocked them up. Yeah, wow. and, and I knocked them out like that. I didn't sit on it. I didn't wait. I didn't wait for somebody to say, hey, you know, I got an opportunity for you. I just made yeah. my own opportunities and just did my thing.
0: A lot of guys have a hard time transitioning out of music. I was one of those guys. I, I kept banging my head in the wall. I'm going to try it with a group. I'm going to try it. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to step back and be the Dr. Dre for a younger guy. I'm going to kept beating at my head into the wall uh, in music instead of probably moving on sooner. Um, Uh, I've had a lot of success. I have a lot of fun doing this show. So, so I think I'm in a good place now. What was, what helped you move on from music? Because you were uh, admittedly pretty successful and a lot of, I guess a lot of people get to levels in the game and they keep thinking, well, one more try, one more hit song, one more good effort. And we're going to, what, what told you that it's time to move? Was it just the viral video or the success of that? Or, Or was it something else that moved you away from music?
1: So, um, just recognizing you know what uh what I was maybe I, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say better at I would just what the people want you know what i mean mm-hmm. let's let's get mm-hmm. it right let's let's get one thing right. number one, number one let's get this right. Only a certain amount of people like rap music true everybody likes to laugh
0: true, true.
1: You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's
0: addictive. It's great. Makes you feel good. Rap doesn't always make you feel good, even right. when it's good. Right. And <laughs> when it's bad, it can
1: make you feel horrible. So so, so. so, so I would, I would post, you know, my music videos and whatnot, and you know, I'd hit, I'd hit the, you know, 5,000 views, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I started posting my funny shit, and when I started posting my funny shit, I was noticing twelve thousand, thirty thousand, mm-hmm. fifty. I started mm-hmm. noticing those numbers. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, people would rather see me be funny, and deep down, I would rather be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, you know, yeah. so, so, so for a little moment in time I was doing both and then I just totally stepped away from music and just, and just, uh, uh you know, focus on my comedy shit.
0: And it seems like it's the right choice for you. So that's yeah. my advice to other people. You know, don't yeah. keep beating your head in one Avenue, try some other avenues Yeah. because there's so many people that want to rap and entertain these days. It's so, it's such a big field. Um,
1: yeah, Well hard it, to crack. When it comes to like, when it comes to like, you know, music out here you know i i follow a lot of local musicians you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh rappers singers all that sure. stuff you know and uh one thing that i see that you know I, I you could be the best rapper in arizona you could be the best rapper in the world but if nobody knows it it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and a lot of these cats out here or anywhere but mainly out here this is where i follow them sure. just don't don't conduct themselves or promote themselves, you know what I mean? The the correct way. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I I see some of the arguments on Facebook and shit between rappers and whatnot. Sure. And that's a
0: big thing here in Arizona, more than where I came from. There's very, it's almost, if you, if you could find somebody to reality show the things that go on on the internet between Arizona people, I think it'd be a funny show. I think it'd be great. (laughs) Even if it was just animated, but, uh, and if (laughs) you, And, you know, it sometimes it gets very hot, gets very heated uh, at other times. It's just funny, but there's a lot of shenanigans that go on the internet as far as the Arizona entertainment scene.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so one of the biggest things that I, that I, that I, a uh, biggest flaw that I see, you know, is you'll have, you know, and, and it's like 90% of musicians out here, rappers, whatever the case may be, um, they'll talk shit about someone who promotes themselves, but like pays for a billboard or pays for mm-hmm. an ad to get boosted mm-hmm. on Facebook yeah. or whatever. And it's like, and you know, they'll say, yeah, but mine's all natural. You know what I mean? All 13 of my plays are natural. Right. I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I mean, that's awesome for you, you know. But Isn't
0: that a bit of immaturity? They don't quite understand how the business works. I mean, I, I'm aware there was a day when CDs were a thing. The record company would buy their own CDs back to get, to maybe to get to gold or something. And, right, right. Or just to make the project look better than it was actually doing in hopes that it would pick up and catch fire. So there's always a lot of behind-the-scenes.
1: There's a lot of technology.
0: Like you said, TV's not real. There's a lot of promotional things going on in music that some people don't look as authentic, but that's just the way the business
1: does and has worked. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment. You know what I mean, right? Entertain- it's about the show. Yeah, it's
0: not about backstage. Exactly. It's about the show. Yeah, it is about the show. Did you face any? Have you faced since your three years in comedy and doing stand up? And my wife and I actually came and saw you live. Um, mm-hmm. What uh, have you faced any backlash or any negative energy from from the keep it real comedians? that I work the clubs. I'm I'm coming up the hard way. Like you know? lo- yeah, yeah
1: yeah like locally or like when I go to like oh just in general in
0: just general. in general from anybody because I know from listening to, I'm a big fan of comedy I listen to a lot of comedians and comedy podcasts and whatever and I know there is that you know there yeah, is so- there is that between the people who became internet funny and the people who are traditional stand-up funny, there might be a little problem there. Have you encountered any of that?
1: Uh, just locally here. Just locally. Yeah. And and I don't even really, I stay out of the local comedy scene. You know, there's a lot of people don't know, but there's a pretty big local comedy scene.
0: Sure. I mean, there's. Especially during the last year, because we've been open more than most of the country as far as comedy.
1: Yeah. So before, before I started doing standup comedy, I didn't realize how many standup comedians were out here in Arizona or how many clubs do standup comedy or how many bars have comedy nights. You know what I mean? I didn't really realize it until now. And, uh, but there is a you start a running around getting that money and you start yeah. start realizing <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah so but the thing is a lot of local comedians out here um you know they don't look at me like they don't they don't oh yeah they don't like when they have like local things going on and shit go ahead no keep talking yeah when they have like local things going on and whatnot um shows or whatever the fucking case may be um they don't include me in it. They don't. They don't think I'm going to be a part of it and whatnot. And you know what? At the end of the day, most of the time, I'm not going to be uh, because I have a bigger picture. Bigger. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And uh, and uh, but I do get some of those people that are like, no, nah, you. Know, I, we never see him at the open mics. We never We never see him out in the streets. Right, right, at right. Clubs with us. So it's similar to rap entertainment yeah, 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 in that yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. The local but scene just, has
0: a bit of jealousy because you're outside of the local scene, basically. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I just have a different vision. You yeah. know, there's nothing wrong with yeah. if you want to continue. Uh, It's your art, right? Music, comedy, whatever the case may be, it's your art. So I don't have a problem if you want to continue going to open mics at the bar down the street or whatever the case may be. You can do whatever you want with your art. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to me, I have a different vision, different mindset, and and that's going to work for you maybe. I don't know if it's working for you, but it's not going to work for me. So you know, I do my own thing. And
0: you're already working. So you're not (laughs) looking for what's going to work. It's working and you're working. Um, so what I know you, I know you manage, maintain uh, a business life and I know you have comedy and you basically just do, uh, music, uh, it calls you back every now and then. I understand that I still do some cuts and scratches with some guys and things, but I'm very disconnected from actually the process of making music, um, as I do this and other things. What, um, when you started doing music, you seem like you have a lot of swag. Pardon me for saying that. No homo. And <laughs> right. you seem you have a little bit of extra swag considering you're a man of Asian descent. Filipino. Is that correct? That's correct. Why do we why do we think Asians don't have as much or aren't prone to have as much swag as maybe our African-American or with
1: counterparts? I think it has to do with a lot to do with, uh, you know, I, I mean, first of all, when when we're going to school, Right. A lot of the Asians are the ones doing all their work, studying. Have to. Asian
0: f- parents are very yeah, strict, yeah, exactly. right? As far
1: as school work. Exactly. My keep your fr- head in the books and things like right. that. So we're not the cool ones. We're the one you know what I mean? Sure. We end up being the cool ones once everybody once the cool kids from high school get yeah. out of school and they end up fucking their life up. Sure. Right, We're like, damn, homie, what the fuck happened to you? Used to be the man, homie. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no so, doubt. <laughs> so, uh, Asian,
0: similar to black, doesn't crack <laughs> as much, or you <laughs> know, you know, you
1: know, So you stay young, you stay
0: vibrant, you know. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like, there's different parts of like, like, a- Asian is in. Like, if you go to like Long Beach, definitely, yeah, yeah, y'all, know? it's y'all's time. San Jeremy San Lin, Jen, yeah. the
0: rapper, yeah. you, you know, y'all on the come up. There's, there's actors and there's different people in different worlds doing things. Yeah. Um. Uh. Are are Filipinos the why do why in my mind do I think of Filipino people as the black Asians?
1: It's like the Mexican. Is, is there any Asians. truth to that? It's the Mexican Asians.
0: The Mexican yeah. Asians. Yeah, it's
1: because the Spaniards went to the Philippines a long time ago and fucked this all.
0: Okay, so there's a mix there,
1: and there's a bit of <laughs> mix of history and background, maybe. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, um, Filipinos with like last names like Riviera. OK, um, I didn't know that. OK. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. When I was coming up in high school,
0: we had um, we only had one Filipino girl that I knew of. We had se- we had several Asians, but, you know, it was a variety of Asians, you know, it was yeah, Chinese, yeah. Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, you know, yeah. we had one Filipino girl. She told everybody she was Puerto Rican. <laughs>
1: she was a, she was a, Cause she Puerto was... Ricans were more popular right, at the right, time. Right, right. It was very in the 80s.
0: You know, it was Rosie Perez. It was very popular in hip hop, especially to be a Puerto Rican. It was not so popular to be Filipina. If you know, so I felt for her. You know,
1: I kind of feel that a little bit because when I was real, when I was young, like like second, third, fourth grade, I would lie about my last name because I thought it was stupid. But right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It looks dumb. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but
0: well, and if you're, you know, you. Okay. you Go ahead. You got to take a call. Take a call. Sure. sure, Take a call. Step out and take a call. Give me like 30 seconds. No problem. While Ruben handles business, I'd just like to talk once again to everybody uh, looking. This brand new De La Prime frozen cactus merchandise has been given to me by the good people because I paid for it. Let's be honest. At Feral Streetwear and De La Prime, my homie Mark Stewart on Facebook. Tap in with him. Tell him congratulations. They sold out another whole line. It's just a wonderful thing. The merchandise looks and feels great. Great designs, great prints. Uh, my T-shirt is held up wonderfully. It feels better every time I wash it, every time I wear it. It feels better. Uh, so from the good people here at Icon Radio, respect the underground worldwide radio, I would say next time you see merch drop from De La Prime and Fer- Feral Tomcat, pretty much anything Feral Streetwear puts together, but especially when they get together with a great Arizona artist like De La Prime. De la prime, as I would say. Tap in with them, please. Yeah, that frozen. Whoo. You got it. You got it. I don't see who's talking, but I see your comment. We get back. He's back. Ruben, Ruben Young. I actually listened to the good, uh, judge on the divorce court to kind of get your name correct. Uh, I see sometimes like getting back to your swag. You can be a bit flashy. Sometimes you even dress up the, uh, fingernails. Uh, is this an attempt to cross over to the LTBQ community?
1: You know, they added some extra letters to that shit.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm old school. I'm only got, I'm not letting, first of all, Ruben, I'm going to tell you, that's another one of my rants. I'm not letting them take all the goddamn letters and the colors. You already took all the fucking rainbow. I'm taking the rainbow back. You can have pink like back in the day. You take your one color. You don't get to have all the colors. Now they want all the letters. Next thing you know, they'll be taking the numbers, too. And then and, and then what, what do we have then? What do we have? Yeah. But uh, you got, I mean, to be honest, you have Gay right in the middle of your last name. Is that, a, is that
1: an attempt to get more?
0: You know what's uh, fucked up?
1: Is yeah. that when I used to go to jail back in the day. Uh-huh. When I used to go to jail back in the day. Like, jail stories. Ruben Deal. Y- y- yeah. <laughs> so it <laughs> J- would be like, uh, you know, when they're reading, you know, switching you cells and shit. Sure. Like in 4th Avenue, They F- call you Like, like names. Gonzalez, Smith, Johnson, bu- Gay.
0: <laughs> the the gay, 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 gay. They focus gay. on the gay because in the <laughs> word you you know what that says. You you could guess about the boo boogey yeah, or whatever. That'd but be the,
1: like oh, Ruben. Ruben, yeah, Ruben. <laughs> no, serious. I I, I believe it. I believe pretty it. Good.
0: So not only were you involved in urban music, um, you went to jail several times. Did you break your mother's heart? With all this uh, foolishness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was how
1: young, was it? How sure. was it
0: hard? How was it to tell your parents that you were? How was it growing up Filipino? And I asked this of other people too, not so much black people, but um, how was it growing up being involved in urban music, having all this swag to your parents? Did they get it? Did they understand? That, nah, did you,
1: I mean, my mother didn't really care. My dad hated it.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Said, my father hated it. You're the living man. image of him, and he didn't really care for his hip hop. Uh, yeah, 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 not at all. Alright, guy. What what kind of music did he listen to? I'm just curious.
1: Well, I mean, like, or was he the just styli- not into music? Some no, guys Motown, into- Motown, shit. Oh, Motown. Okay, yeah. stylistics, temptations, right. Right. Jack. Okay, all that shit. Well, you
0: have some R and B stylings. He couldn't. He couldn't appreciate your R and B stylings. Not back then. Oh, not. back Oh, you right. were straight rap back yeah. then. This is going to jail, straight rapping, <laughs> Ruben. What was your rap name? Heat two T's. Heat with two T's. Yeah. Man, you were way ahead of your time because uh, you got to spell things different. To stand out online. Uh,
1: Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I don't know. I think if I would have done it, did the two
0: T's have a meaning? A meaning at all, or is it just to be just, just, just to just be, be different? different? Okay. Just
1: be different. I, I probably wouldn't put two T's today if I was going to be heat.
0: If I if I had a thousand dollars in my hand, could
1: you did, would you have a sixteen ready?
0: and I don't, so it's okay if you don't. But I'm just saying, if I did have a thousand dollars in my hand, could you spit a sixteen right now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's good. It's like to know you still on you still on your shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about your your any prison stories, any jail stories? I've never sorry, been to prison. Uh, yeah, that. That's differentiate that <laughs> jail overnight <laughs> stay, a couple days stay. That's not pr- prisons a year uh, plus. Okay, did, so no, let's did some, I did, I did,
1: You did sorry, some jail time. I some, not, shit, I did
0: nine months once. Uh, do you ever right. broken a car with a butter knife? Is that where we get? <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> ah, callback. I've been listening, just did to I, prove it. <laughs> Rip that heat, people say on the comments. Rip that heat. You might have some old fans, right? You know, people People remember. Were you running around rapping when Mike Terrell was two-toned
1: uh, superstar? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was y- Y'all in yeah. the same time period? I did, I did one of his uh, radio interviews like 10 years ago. Okay,
0: cool. 2 tone cool, superstar. Cool. two-toned superstar. Yeah, I know him. Okay. Yeah, 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 Well, I thought you all might have been in the same time zone. He's uh yeah. you know, he's podcasting and, and doing the hatrix and his thing now, Pay Your Legends and I believe in Paying Your Legends. Uh So, how how much of how much is your life um between business 9 to 5 life, between comedy life? How is your how is your on a ratio 60 40 70 30? How is your life divided up
1: nowadays? um as far as what was it
0: yeah what occupies your time i know you have a nine to five you okay, manage yeah, yeah. things and i know you have a comedy career yeah yeah. so in your life how does that how does that weigh out how much time are you on what do you do you I, spend a lot of time writing your comedy do you come up with stuff on stage
1: no i i don't write no comedy to be honest everything's uh rehearsed and thought of while i'm taking a shower mm, mm-hmm. i rehearse all my shit in the shower i
0: promise Note to all future comedians, there's more than one way to do it.
1: Yeah, I swear. Uh, yeah. yeah, And I'll be in there, like, out loud, and I'll have, like, people, like, I'll come out the back. I'll come out my, if somebody's over and shit, they'll be like, were you, there somebody in there with you? I'm like, no, why? they be like, I heard you talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm Did fucking you, rehearsing.
0: The lady on divorce court that you were in court with, uh, you, you mentioned you wrote some of the dialogue. Did you write her dialogue? Yeah. Because it, it described a comedian. And it's funny that you weren't doing comedy at the time, but everything that I heard from that episode sounded very legitimate, like a wife or future wife complaining about a comedian husband or a man that she wanted to be her husband. Maybe that she didn't realize was a comedian
1: at at the time. Well, um, she didn't
0: realize she was in it with a comedian, maybe, which is a different lifestyle for a woman. Are you a single man now?
1: Yeah, I'm single. Okay.
0: Okay. So you out there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I heard that in the comedy. Okay. You out single and wow. <laughs>
1: no, I, you know, uh, um, uh, girls don't really like my lifestyle, to be honest. Like, they think they do. They think they do. Right? It's cool. You know, this, that, If whatever. they really
0: like you, it's a lot of jealousy. A bit of jealousy comes in because lots you're
1: of, you're out in these streets, lots as we of say. It. Yeah, I am. But the, the thing is, is I, I, you know, I'll be like, hey, I got to go to L.A. tomorrow. Oh, you're going to go to L.A.? Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Um, you got to go. It's business. I got to go. I got to yeah, go. Yeah. And I'm blessed to go. And when I'm out yeah. there, you know, it's that. Uh, it's it's that. What are you doing out there? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, well have. Hey, my wife's hey. doing that right now. Yeah, hey. <laughs> well, hey, well, hey, well have fun. Have fun.
0: Not meaning it. Not meaning not it mean at it. all. Come not meaning it at all. You seem to have a taste for white women. Is that maybe your
1: problem? Uh, no, actually, I've been expanding. You've but have been I do, I do little love little. white girls. Understood. Like, white women. Is, Understood. Yeah, that's white my. That's my salt weakness. of the earth. Yeah, I know. Snow. Pure snow bunny. I got you. I got you. And then you know what? Growing up. Like, you know, when I was younger, is you this re-
0: is this revenge? Is this revenge? All running around fucking on all these cute white girls. Is this revenge for the for the white girls in high school that wouldn't fuck with you? Is this what this is? Are <laughs>
1: nah, oh, you good? In in high- sc- yeah. You
0: were good. high. you weren't one of those guys. No, you, were no. you, were was, you were good. You were good. I was good. Because yeah. a lot of my uh, I, you know, I'm not out here just free ball and I have several, um, you know, I, I'm a white guy. So I'll say I'm going to clarify this by saying I have several Asian friends. But I mean, even my good Asian friends are still reserved. I don't know. I, a lot of my Asian friends, I can't imagine them doing comedy. Yeah. They're more DJs. They're more quiet. They're more reserved behind the scenes guys. Okay. They're not, you know. Um So what makes you so different, Ruben? Why are you so outlandish? Why are you talking about your woman's period at dinner? And and what what drove you to be um different? I'm very yeah. different. I understand. And I appreciate people that are different. What do you think? Did you catch any hard times being different as you grow, grew up and realized you were different?
1: Um you know, to be honest with you, man, it's just, just there's a fine line between being different and respectful still, or different and disrespectful. you being an asshole. I right, know exactly. I I cross that line every now and then. Not too often, <laughs> once in a I while. I do too, I do too. Yeah. But you know, some people can't differentiate right, right? right so so we I all know, we all know the I guy sh-
0: that's a straight asshole the whole time at the party trying to be funny or try, trying to be something and we're just having to drink talking about the
1: kids or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't i hate yeah, that shit yeah, i hate that. i gotta get away from that it's not I, don't, I don't like the bad vibes I'm, I'm all about good vibes to be honest with you i'm one of the most positive people you'll ever meet i'm never in a bad mood right mm-hmm. I, I like i write today is like i'm at the happiest i've ever been in my life and tomorrow I'll be even more happy. You know? mm-hmm. Like I've never felt better That's a better beautiful way life. to live. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I try to implement that all the time so, to, to friends, you know, close friends, family, things like that. Some people, not everybody has the same mindset. Not everybody has the same, you know. Not um, at all. Right. You know what I mean? Well, so, there's a
0: lot of reasons to get down now more than ever. And people find themselves falling into little traps, I think, like that. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If you think about what could go wrong in life? You could be depressed all day, every day. There's a lot of shit that's, more than
1: ever that could go wrong. But
0: but you got to you got to focus on. It's what you focus on, right?
1: Right, right. So uh, that's 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 one of the things. One of the exercises that I taught myself is you know years ago, a few years ago, I used to wake up in the morning and think about my problems and how I'm going to get through the day. Now I don't even I don't do that. I wake up and think about solutions, and I think about. Something new I'm going to do today, something different I'm going to try today, knock out a goal or something that I should, you know, that I need to be getting, you know what I mean? So like I go through every day I wake up, I always just, I think positively and I, I I don't, I don't fucking, and I hold myself accountable. That's where, that's where it really is, where it starts. You know what I mean? When you start blaming everybody else and for your issues, the things that you got going on and you do that and you get in that habit and you get in that fucking mode and that just becomes natural to you, just put the blame on somebody else, he's the reason I'm in this position, she's the reason this happened, you know what I mean? And you can't hold yourself accountable for all that shit, then you're never going to be able to get out of that hole you're digging because you're not holding yourself accountable. If you don't hold yourself accountable, you're waiting for the people that are fucking you over in your eyes mm-hmm. to unfuck you over. And that's never going to happen. You got to do that yourself. Right. So I do that every single day when I wake up. I train myself to, to 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 live that way. And that's probably the reason why we're the most happiest fucking people you ever meet. That's such a positive message.
0: I hope everybody was listening, had they, uh, you know, had their listening cap on when you were talking about that, because how you start your day is a big deal. Thinking positively is a big deal. Looking at life as an adventure uh, and um and thinking of yourself as a problem solver, not as a victim. I right. mean, there's so many gems you dropped right there. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on it. The bullet points, let people know. Soak that in, you know, you control your mind. Uh, there's a lot of people I've run into um, that think RTU is holding back their rap career. (laughs) Now, I can only speak from my experience. I've been working with these guys at live shows for a couple years and really in-house for the last eight months. And I can tell you, I have not been to any meetings where they called for any rappers removal or cancellation in the hip hop community. So I don't have any experience of that. I don't have any experience of anybody holding you back. My door has been wide open to anybody that wants to come in and address any issues. And I've had several people address issues that they had with respect to underground as we try to move forward and move through these things. So I think you're totally on point with your point that it's more in your head that people are holding you back and it's your own shortcomings and limitations that are holding you back more than anyone. who do you live with all day? You, how often do you see all these other people that you think are hating on you? You rarely see them, barely see them. You're with you all day. You're the reason, you know, 90% of the time, you know, uh, it's operator, uh, fault of the operator. So let's try to move on. Listen to those jewels from Ruben. Um, is it tough? Managing a business.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It, what is the toughest part dealing with employees or is it tough, Is it? That's a good question. Is it employees or customers? The toughest part in running a business, the employees, the employees are hard
1: employees. Are, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hard
0: to find good help. That's been a common phrase in the,
1: in the day. Yeah. So um, you want to brush up on that? Sure. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm the general manager for a major car wash company out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 29 locations. I'm responsible for making sure every single one of them are are running the way we want them to be
0: ran. Mm -hmm.
1: Right? We have over five hundred, almost five hundred employees.
0: Wow. Okay. Big
1: deal. Yeah. Um, And when it comes to managing people, you know, um, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Right? Not everybody's the same. So you can't manage everybody exactly the same because what's going to work for this guy is not going to work for this guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've heard that. This guy ain't going to work for him. Um, You can try to be one of those leaders that come to a happy medium and just like okay. And generally, this is how we're going to manage. But when you start doing things like that, that's when people start bumping heads and, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? It doesn't really work out. So managing people is probably, it, it, it's, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's just the bigger task. It's instead of. Your empl- your customers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, because your customers are the reason why you you are a business. The customers are the, sure. are the people that are giving you money, right? Right. Your employees are going to be the ones that drive your customers away. Yeah. Fuck your, up the money. Your employees the, yeah. are going to be the ones that steal from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your employees are going to be the ones that piss off the other employees and make good employees leave.
0: I just gotta say, for the record, I might have took a couple blue towels. If they're yours, I got them outside.
1: Yeah, right? yeah the microfibers. <laughs> <are> pretty, <laughs> you know, we hey, we lose thousands. I every, know you do every
0: week. Anytime you anytime you make something available to humankind and it's people people like to play games with race and, and rich yeah. and poor and all that but anytime you make something available to where a certain percentage of people could take them Let's, you know that you say thousands a week you know we there's thousands a week anyway um well, I think you got. It sounds like you got a good grip on that. You say the things that managers say. That's a huge responsibility, especially for a wacky comedian that makes internet funny internet uh, vids. You know, yeah. um, is that the part that satisfies your parents or your or your dad? Especially, does that make him happy when you're in a more grounded situation? Let's say,
1: like my com- like my job or my
0: comedy. Your job. You, the, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, fact yeah that, su- does that give balance so that you know it's not c- uncomfortable at Thanksgiving and holidays? You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He can talk about your son being a general
1: manager. He doesn't have have to just say he's a comedian he makes right, right right Right? No, oh, well to be for a little while my bro- i mean even so my father like he uh um he used to he's retired now but mm-hmm. like uh, he just retired like six months ago good for him god bless good for him but um yeah he used to always call me and be like video call me when he was with co-workers and shit he was a, he's a crane operator for a big company wow okay. so then he would uh you know do that thing hey look it's my son he's the one for the I showed you the TV show. Oh, so eventually he got to bragging about <laughs> it. Exactly. Okay, exactly, cool, cool. Exactly, well, that's sir. a beautiful
0: thing. You got over the rough hump and you, I mean, when you know, when you make it to TV, that says a lot to a lot of people. And and hey, let's be honest, mainstream broadcast, you know, not just the uh
1: yeah, not yeah, just yeah. the internet but mean, you I know. Mean, I got a cool ass uh, shot and a, a good scene in, a, in an episode of uh, Hawaii Five-0. Okay, Newark. awesome. Uh, so you
0: were in- working How did you how did you break into being a a working you know what in the east coast we would say a working hollywood actor you know (laughs) and i know working is a big word in that phrase because working comes and goes and can be slim but how did you even start to do that i got i got how you started comedy music viral video comedy a lot of people suffer a long time in the comedy community and never
1: get on tv how did you make that jump um well networking Going to L.A. all okay. the time, performing at the comedy store. I see
0: you. Your moves you know? look. You know, I don't believe what I see on Instagram and Facebook, because I believe it's, it, you know, for some people, it's it's just as unreal as TV. Yeah. But the the moves, the pictures, videos, everything you're doing, you know, you look like you're running around having fun. Having a
1: lot. I Taking meetings, from having lunches
0: Sh- from Chicago, huh? Yeah, okay. I just, yeah,
1: I just performed in Chicago on the, Sunday.
0: The good part. <laughs> right
1: <laughs> it was I mean,
0: salute Smokey dollar i know chicago's <laughs> got some troubles but, but, you um but apparently there's a lot of good places good parts in chicago as well and it's all good let's be honest but there's just some troublesome areas
1: well do, doing um so i was doing really well um as far as uh, getting gigs like acting gigs and getting on tv and shit a couple years ago mm-hmm. um but then i it was interfering with my stand-up comedy okay so i had to for you know, I had to make the, the decision when do I want to continue like trying to get acting gigs and this and that, or I want to continue with stand up comedy. What was happening was, is a lot of times I was getting booked. I was like, okay, we need fitting, you know, like when I did Hawaii 5 O, I I had to um, cancel a, jo- a gig at the Laugh Factory in Ho- in Hollywood.
0: Okay, it's a big deal, yeah. yeah,
1: because I had to film from like noon to like 8 p.m. They wanted me to perform at the Laugh Factory at 6 p.m., so I had to pick which one I wanted to do, right. and I picked. Um, doing Hawaii Five-0, which is cool, which is cool. But at today, mm-hmm. like, damn, dude, I fucking lost my opportunity to perform at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, you know? so Does it but, help
0: your, I know, um, you know, I, a lot of times co- comedians, they'll talk about their bookings. Does it help at all in, in the comedy world that you've been on Hawaii Five O? Was it a comedic performance uh, or does it tie together at all? It is only, it kind of separate
1: things? Big Big clubs don't give a shit. Mm. But when you get booked at like small venues and stuff like that, mm. they use that as on their flyer for
0: sure, sure. You know so they mean? use it more than you do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Well, that must be cool to be Hawaii five o's own uh, <laughs> Ruben um, uh How does uh, you've been single? You have kids? Yeah. I got some. Yeah. I have you kids. have kids. You've been with women. You've been single. Um, talk about how much easier it is to pursue your career being single.
1: It's the best. I
0: mean, like, we be- spoke on it earlier. Women can be problematic, especially white women, which I've touched on earlier. Um, and you know, you do your career is one where, I mean, you you know, comedians travel. That's your, that's your bread. If he, I, I know you, that's why I asked about the juggling aspect because yeah. you have such a firm nine to five, a very responsible job, I'm sure, a very well paid job. Um, and then you have this comedy thing that can, light up and die down it will um and so there's so much i'm always impressed with how much you have going on and you manage to pick up a bottle of douce and paint your nails all in one day (laughs) i just can't uh i can't get over how impressive that is to be that well put together i see you running around bumping into celebrities um yeah, uh, uh, you know, let's
1: let's clear that up. I don't really bump into celebrities. I work with celebrities.
0: No, no, no. I know that. Well, <laughs> people, yeah. you know, I guess the one I was thinking about was the uh, what's the uh, the guy with the teeth. Uh, <laughs> the guy I was thinking about wasn't technically actually a celebrity. He was more oh, like a internet. Welford, Welford. Welford, yeah, Welford. No, that well, was the, I was thinking back to your Facebook post when y'all ran into Welford. I yeah, guess
1: yeah. Is what yeah, yeah. About. I, um, I run into him a lot actually in, Al, in LA and in Vegas. Mm-hmm. He lives in Vegas now. Oh okay. okay. He, for anybody who know, who doesn't know who we're talking about Welvin is the guy. Welvin Gardi. We ain't got no bitches. Gardi. <laughs> Did you um do you enjoy do you do stand up in Vegas? I have done stand up in
0: Vegas. i yeah. stand up in Vegas. I, actually,
1: I was supposed to perform. I got asked to perform in Vegas this Sunday, but I already have a sh- tomorrow. But I already have a show tomorrow in Mesa.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where are you going to be at tomorrow? Maybe me and a, the wife will come out. It's
1: called the Revel Revelry. Reve- the Revelry. It's on uh, the Dobson. OK, the, off the
0: one on one. OK, okay. OK. There's a very small we live out in East Mesa and there's a very small comedy club that a guy that does comedy just opened up out there. The last time we were there, they were working on getting the liquor license, but it was during covid. So they were having trouble. Do you J- know what JP's JP's? I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, we enjoyed our night there, even though it was like, you know, Cokes and, and M&M's like the movies, you know, there was no <laughs> liquor involved, which I feel bad. Is it hard to go up and do comedy in front of people that can't drink? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it's
0: harder to DJ in front I mean, of people it's, that it's can't drink. It's hard
1: for me to watch comedy if I ain't
0: drinking. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Since you've been, since you've become so involved in stand up, um, who's your, did, who are some of your favorites? Who do you look up to in comedy?
1: Uh, I look up to uh, rest in peace, Ralphie May. Okay, um, great guy. Rest peace, Robinson. Charlie Murphy.
0: Charlie Murphy, definitely. You know, we all love Charlie. Um,
1: I got to open up for Charlie Murphy one
0: time. Before Incredible, awesome.
1: Awesome. Um, and Bill Burr,
0: Bill Burr's is is big famous. name, yeah. yeah, sure, okay, oh, good, good. That's a good quality name. I ain't got no beef with that. Yeah. Um, I want to say
1: none of them have. You know, people always ask me, like, who who inspired you to do comedy? I inspired myself,
0: right? It you know, sounds so. like you kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, you you found a niche and dove all in and 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 have been very successful at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you for know, sure. and uh, I think um, you're. It sounds like to me you're much more, and it, I mean, not just sounds like to me. it Sounds like listening to your comedy that you've become uh, very good very fast. So aside from whatever your internet celebrity is, I'm sure there are people that are just a bit jealous that you're so good so fast. But like you said, maybe it was your natural. I think maybe it was your, according to the way your baby mom described you, maybe it was just your natural personality that's shining through. Do you think some people are just naturals at, at comedy or jumping on stage?
1: Absolutely.
0: It's something I've toyed with. I um on a dare I entered a contest and went and Ron Bronson's I got on stage and um first time ever doing comedy. I've hosted a lot of rap shows. So I don't have any problem getting on stage. Right. But uh, when it comes to straight writing jokes, you know, it's a lot of work that I just frankly haven't put into it. And when you hear people, comedians talk about comedy, they say, oh, you put five or 10 years in being broke, traveling around everywhere. And then hopefully it works out for you. And at my age, I don't know that I have five or 10 years to sleep on couches and travel around. I did that as a rapper. I'm not so much interested in doing that again. You know, I lost my flavor. But you have given me new inspiration is that there's always different ways in. And what would you say to someone like? me if uh, you know you think you could do it you think you'd like to do it it might make you happy you're not really interested in being famous or making a career out of it is it is that is that cool just to go down to an open mic and try it do you do would you advise people to do that or no
1: i would advise people to do that if that's if that's something if it's you always you. wanted to do yeah, Not yeah. That, just something you want to do you know what i mean like there's a lot of things that I want to do. And when I get the opportunity to do it, or I make the opportunity for myself to do it, I do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Cause yeah. I want to knock it out. I just want to be like, I just want to cross that off my, my bucket list. You right, know what I mean? Right. So like someone like you, if you tell me, Oh, you want to, you want to be a, um, you want to try it. You know, you know what I mean? I was to just get up there and just go do it. The problem is, with the, it, yeah. the thing is, is that, you know, the cool thing about comedy is you don't have to be sexy. That's you ain't got true. to be young. Yeah. You don't have to have a certain style. It's true. None of that. Sometimes the weirdest styles and ugliest. People are the most funniest. Sure. Yeah. Some people, let's be honest, are just funny to look at. Or, right.
0: their, or their mannerisms or the way they move right. are odd. And, fun, and, and that helps a lot for some exactly. people. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, I mean, Not like you and me who are incredibly cool and smooth and suave. And it's very hard for us to <laughs> seem goofy. I've always had a big goofball element. I, I, uh, I got up. Um, a fellow named Floyd Brown was throwing uh, comedy shows in his garage at a certain point. So I got up there as well so that's my total comedy experience but I you know it's like I hear people talk about um, you know getting that rush from killing getting that rush from getting a big round yeah. of laughs and that there's really nothing like it and I would agree it's a natural high I would agree it's, it's a natural high and it, and it feels good unfortunately I haven't killed anywhere I've gotten a few laughs which that feels good too you know Um so, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I got a bit about, uh, I, I got a bit about, uh, stopping racism with delicious cookies. So that I, uh, because I, I bake cookies and I'm very, um, I've been involved in hip hop. You need another one? Hell yeah, please. I bake cookies and I've been involved in hip hop. So I've grown, and coming from the South, I'm very, grown very tired of racism. So I thought I had an idea one day that I could, uh, stop racism by creating delicious cookies. That um that have horrible names, so like you know I had a um, you know I might have a I might have a cookie called the Jigaboo, or I might have uh <laughs> you know I had like a frosted brown cookie called a Wetback, uh you know I had a a white and a white and chocolate cookie called a Mulatto, you know mm-hmm. so these so what my my goal is so that one day when kids grow up and think about these words they will think of a delicious cookie and not racism you know and uh, i had a double chocolate cookie that i had a name for but i can't use it because uh brazilian nuts already took the name (laughs) you know i can't say the joke see that's part of my problem i've still got a ban on the n-word in my mind even though comedy i feel like there does give license to say it would you do you partake in the Mm n-word not at all uh i'll give and up. I mean in life, not just comedy, but in general, no, do you ever partake of the I don't use world being in the urban environment? I, I never have. have. I come from the days where even black people didn't want to use it. I'm that old. Uh, the native tongue movement, if you will, there was a movement to, to, for, you know, to call each other brothers and things and not that. And uh, hey, for, in nowadays, you know, let's be honest, Mexicans, white folks grow up certain places. Everybody, if you're from Northern, Ca- if you're from Northern California, apparently old white ladies, everybody uses the N word up there. So it's, it's all up into what, people can and want to do um and i leave it up to them i don't write the rules on this i'm just curious about it because i grew up in a racial environment so i'm constantly curious about racial situations do your parents are your parents upset that you love the snow bunnies would they rather no, you no. would they rather you bring home a nice filipina girl
1: uh sh- they don't care i do give a shit okay i don't care I'm, okay nah i don't give a shit
0: because i don't think it's necessarily racist i mean
1: my grandmother wanted her the
0: grand the grandbabies to look like her that's just natural that's not racism you know you know uh, what's
1: been turning me on lately
0: what's that um, tell me about it
1: b- black women but the ones that have their natural fro
0: oh you are you getting into that phase huh? I'm, i don't know i just i went through i dated a uh, I dated a young lady named uh afwa which you don't get much blacker than that, that was, uh and uh beautiful natural hair um uh, you know, just, I don't want to disrespect her. We, we, we were very friendly and very, you know, and, uh, she had the natural hair. So I went through that phase at like 18, is what I'm telling you. But, cause I was on black women early. There was a time yeah. when white women, uh, so this is
1: like the sec
0: the seventies, <laughs> not quite the eighties. Okay. But there was a time when, <laughs> there was a time I, I get the old shots all the time. They don't even bother me, Ruben. There was a time where a white woman couldn't do anything but get me a cheeseburger, and and the number of that black woman over there, I was very much had the jungle fever at a certain time in my life. Okay, you know, back when they wrote the song about it, Stevie Wonder had a song about you ain't got jungle fever. Uh, do, you, do, do you think Stevie Wonder can see? I think he's somewhat bullshitting. Maybe he's like, maybe he can kind of see. Yeah.
1: Somewhat. I mean, they put
0: him in a football field and he drives his cars, which isn't that dangerous, but.
1: Well, you know, I, I was watching a video the other day and, and they were That's doing a big like conspiracy, that, right, that, Steve, that We the wonder. World song, whatever mm-hmm. the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. And Paul McCartney runs past him, hits, bumps the microphone. The microphone's like this and it starts falling, and Steven Wonder puts his hand out and
0: oh, catches it. I got to go watch that. That's catches great. it. I love a good conspiracy. The other day, have you heard the one about Chuck E. Cheese? No. Chuck E. There's a conspiracy that at Chuck E. Cheese, they, uh, they'll take the leftover pizza and they'll put it back together and they'll throw some extra cheese on it and melt it real quick. And then they'll serve it like a new pizza. Oh, they have, do they have ex-employees confirming this? Well, it's a conspiracy online. So as much as you can get confirmed, it's, I don't know. People have got, people have got weird pictures of like, well, Weird cut slices reimagined together. People, have, I don't. It's on the internet. Like you I say, it's all fake. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't but, know. Something like that. Something like that. You, I would think. I would assume that somebody would have blew that whistle a long time ago. Like a, like a disgruntled employee. The you know other I mean? day,
0: like, the other day, I happened to meet a gentleman that used to be a corporate Chuck E. Cheese employee, and to me, it was like sitting down with the FBI to talk about JFK. He was very adamant that they never put uh, used old pizza. You gotta go, you gotta take a call, take, take a call. Real quick, real quick. And uh not only was he adamant that they didn't use old pizza, he knew every character from Chuck E. Cheese. There were 10 of them. If someone can type in right now every character from Chuck E. Cheese. Chucky, it was like five of the characters. There was a couple dogs. I'll give you a hint: the dog's name is Pepperoni. But if you can fill in the rest of the names from the characters at Chuck E. Cheese. I have got a $20 gift certificate to the dispensary of your choice right now. Type it in the comments section. Give me the other characters from Chuck E. Cheese other than Chuck E. Cheese and the dog Pepperoni. If you can give me any of the other characters, type it in the comments. I got a $20 gift certificate to the dispensary of your choice. That's $20. That's a Harriet Tubman right there to go to any dispensary and wait in line with your hurt leg. I know nobody can get it without Google. I didn't say you couldn't use Google. Uh, loud. Stop bullshitting on the time and get to work and get that $20 at your local dispensary. Now, please, I would advise, uh, going to a dispensary that's still medical if you have your card. Uh, the recreationals have invaded the landscape and they're smoking everything up. So please leave some medicine. For the rest of us, for the people that have pain, and especially my friends and family that are dealing with cancer and all these serious, serious illnesses. And God help you if you order a delivery. Do not. Get your family to go. Get your buddy to go. Get some weed off the street. Do not order delivery, especially from a lot of these delivery services. The prices are overcharged. The TAC levels are expanded and lied about. Just be careful about the delivery service you're dealing with and be specific about the dispensary you're going to deal with as a medical card holder. Now that the recreationals have invaded. Now, I'm leading the charge. There's going to be a backlash. We realize we get it. (laughs) Helen Henney. The Rock Fire Explosion, three-stage, Mr. Mute, Munch, Chuck E. Cheese, and Jasper T. Jows. We might have a winner. Loud, from the Loud Pack Net, we might have a winner uh, for the contest. I got $20 for you. Gift certificate at, at the local dispensary of your choice. I would advise to look out for the dispensaries that are looking out for us madheads. I'm leading the charge. I have the whole script written. I'm just waiting for a spokesman. Now, marijuana cannabis, if you will, helps me with emotional and physical pain, but here's the deal. I'm not a good representative. If you look at me, I look like I'm doing fine. And you know, when this war starts, when we start this agenda, when we start this pushback for all my med heads, we need a good spokesman. There's going to be a a backlash to the backlash and they're going to say swerve, you don't look like you need weed for a medical reason. But you know what? That's why I'm getting a spokesperson. I'm writing the whole script. Us madheads, us medicals will strike back. And we will only take our money and deal with the dispensaries that deal with us. And this is not for me necessarily. This is for my brothers and sisters that need medical marijuana daily to deal with depression, to deal with chronic pain, to deal with cancer and serious illness. We're about mushrooms? I'm talking about these, uh, these dispensaries that are dropping all the medical patients just to get that recreational money when we have built their industry. Our money is the money you use to promote to these recreational people. And we will have our vengeance. We will have... <laughs> Or snap back, if you will. I will be painting my face and wearing the bullhorn helmet for this movement, not for Trump, but for the medical patients of Arizona. As we strike back against this recreational movement, Ruben, you, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should wear that outfit. Remember that the, the famous guy. That- that's what I'm exactly. That's how I'm coming in. All you dispensaries that shit on medical patients. That's how I'm coming in. Face paint, bullhorns, fucking animal skin vests. No shirt, chest hair yeah, you, you out know, like that Kanye. Guy, that, that
1: guy's from Arizona, too.
0: Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> uh, d- uh, shout out to Ghost. He's from he's from Jerome. Shout out to Ghost. Uh, Scotty the Ghost went to high school with him. Oh, really? And
1: that's got to be a great feeling. You know, Jerome is my favorite city in Arizona.
0: Why is that? Give us a reason. I love that.
1: I just love the vibe there. Oh, is it, is yeah. it laid back? Is it cool? Most I've people been. say Sedona. You like Jerome. I like Sedona. Okay. Yeah, I go to You ever been to Jerome? Never been. I want to go. Wow. Well, it's only two and a half streets big, but um, uh, I like the, that vibe. The, the, the vibe amazing. is dope. They, you, when you're there, you don't even feel like you're in Arizona. Right. It's like you're in some fucking foreign city somewhere.
0: Okay. Like it's, it's, I'm it's looking dope. for that. That's cool. We'll go. Do they have a hotel? Can we stay they there? They have several hotels. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Do they have a mall? No. I talking, but, but even yeah. better, right? They've got two bars. Nice, where everybody knows your name. I bet they still remember Reuben Boogie coming there, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Do I'm you gonna... leave an impression on people when you leave a situation, when you leave a room? Do you think you leave an impression on people?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Sure, you're a character. I like you because you're what my father was, and what I think what we're losing somewhat in the internet times. You are a character, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's a. Uh, um... You stand out. Right, right. And some people, some people, it's, it's different because some people are like, oh, it, you know, it's an act, it's an act, you know, this and that. But I just, I'm just naturally just nuts and out, out, you know, yeah. outspoken. I feel. On the respectful side. Though. Sure. But, but yeah, man. I, sure. Once sure. again, like I said, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. So I will make stupid faces. You know what I mean? I will say weird shit. I will, you know what I mean? Some people are like, I remember this one time not that long ago, I made a really I don't know. I was making a dumb face, and this girl looked at me like, eh, "Don't do that again." No. I was like, "Why?" And she was like, eh, "You just look stupid." And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Fuck, right, why I give, I give a, a shit? Because okay, right. if I stop doing stupid faces for you, that means I'm starting to live my life for what you want me to do. I'll mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. do that. Are
0: you good? I know you've got a situation going on today. Is everything cool? Is it getting back to normal? Or-
1: it's just a normal life You when you run 29 locations. Right. right you know what right. I
0: mean? And car washes are important in Arizona. Crazy. Important, and I especially- understand why. They weren't as as. And, you know, I come from the East Coast. Uh Once I got into black culture, it became a tradition on the weekend to wash your car. Yeah. You wash your own car. You know, and I got out here and I felt like the white folks were looking at me funny for washing my own car, you know. Uh, And to me, it's just a tradition I grew up with. But uh, out here, it's very much um, a lot of work to keep your own car clean. Especially in
1: the summertime. Because it's so
0: dusty. And even when it rains, the rain is dusty, which is crazy to learn as you move out here from the East Coast.
1: I mean, that's why we sell unlimited memberships, you know.
0: Exactly. Sell. Sell it, baby. (laughs) I'm going to get me one. They just put out. I don't know if it's one of yours. They just put out a new car wash out in East Mesa on elsewhere. Uh, brand new when they build another up pine. That's you. Yeah, we just. Uh, op,
1: I just opened up on a highway too.
0: But that's where I'm gonna. I'm gonna join at that location. So I'm glad it's yours. It happens to be the one closest to my house. The
1: one on Hunt highway. It's or the one on Ellsworth.
0: It's on Ellsworth. Right as you get off 24.
1: Yeah, that's ours too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, that one we just opened like. It's brand brand new. Like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I just opened up two days ago. Oh, on Hunt Highway deeper in. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with all the highways and streets oh, yet. Man. I'm new here. I'm new here. Um, man, I had a good question and okay. slipped my mind. What do you um do? What do you miss about doing music that you, you used to do music a lot? You don't, don't do music much.
1: Do you miss I, anything about music? No, because I still make music. Right. right. But you're talking. The only thing I guess I would miss is performing music in front of people okay but other than that i mean i still make music do you get calls
0: for features i thought you do you produce an engineer as
1: well i always get hit up hit up
0: for features you always get hit up for features i turn them all down you turn them all down yeah why is that um you really just so you really just do it for yourself yeah, yeah right yeah, now yeah, okay
1: yeah. I, I do it because i love making music and i'm not doing it because i want you know like i posted something like i posted something that earlier today actually of me rapping okay and it's not because i want to be a rapper it's just because i enjoy rapping. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i understand like that. i like to paint right so mm-hmm. when i start painting shit you know i don't want people to think oh he wants to be a painter no an artist no i just enjoy fucking taking acrylic paint and going to the canvas with it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh i just do it for just to make music because i love doing it but i will say i'm pretty fucking good at it you know what I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's the word
0: on the street is what I got that you were you were go- you were a good artist when you were heavy, in it you were good at it,
1: yeah, you know? but um yeah i just i just i just I just enjoy making the music, you know, I do get hit up for features all the time, still you know get on the song, we gotta drop a song together this and that this. and i just I'd rather not what if any advice would you give to
0: someone you know, i guess at least for the since you went viral, it's been a huge push. To go viral every every kid, everybody, every old man, everybody that discovers the Internet wants to go viral. Do you have any advice to me? It seems like a crapshoot aside from just doing something funny and giving it your best shot. Do you have any advice for anybody that wants? I want to go viral.
1: Yeah, just be different. Mm -hmm. okay. and whatever you film, make sure it has replay value, which means they're going to want to rewind it and watch again, see what they missed. Rewind, Mm -hmm. watch again. Right? So 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 if you want to go viral, just make sure it's off the wall. Something something people are gonna to wanna to share. Let's get one thing right. Okay. And this goes for musicians, sure. This goes for comedians, this goes for anybody on the internet. I need this advice personally, popular. so I
0: think you get thank you for giving yeah. it. Go ahead.
1: If you want to go viral, number one, or if you just wanna get extra popular and get so don't give a shit about I don't give a shit about likes and I don't care about comments. Those two things I don't care about. Mm-hmm. What I care about is the share. Mm, you gotta focus on the shares because when people start sharing that's when they start believing in it on another level and that's a multiplier right so because when when one
0: person shares at least three or four or five of them people go watch it one of them might share and then it starts to multiply
1: well what happens is the more shares you get the more likes and comments you get Mm -hmm. Okay, so likes and comments are cool but the share Mm -hmm. is where it's at because someone can hit like on something and that's it it builds your likes it looks cool to your people that are already your fans but I don't want To share my stuff with the people that already follow me, I I need new followers, and the only way the only way to get new followers is not a comment or a like,
0: is the share. It's a share. You're right. That's good, 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 Jim. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. So I see that what I did there.
0: Thank you for sharing.
1: (laughs) No, seriously. That's that's what it is. And the only way you're going to get a share is when you do something different than your than what the norm is. So if they see you do the same exact thing every single time, it's Mm -hmm. not going to get shared. The only time you're going to get shared is when it's off the wall, different. What the fuck? Everyone's got to see this chair.
0: In the last year and a half, I've seen a lot of different takes on the in the store. Uh, Did you start
1: on that? I started the Walmart shit. Because
0: there's a lot, like there's a guy that, that, for instance, there's a guy that makes a loud noise and acts like he, you know, there's a guy that throws shit in the air, and and maybe that's the same guy. I get him confused. I don't know, but there's a huge thing of fucking with people in stores, retail stores. So and you were three years ago, which I'm not up on it to know, but did you kind of lead that charge for that kind of thing? I'm I'm the first person. And i and, and you can look it up <laughs> because the thing about the Internet, it documents well, the timeline.
1: You yeah, can't yeah, fake wa- the timeline of when something happened. Right. right. Walmart. I was the very first person to start doing videos in Walmart and go Now you viral. got
0: brothers wrestling in Walmart, that's and another I, one. You got the w, you got the fake wrestlers I, in Walmart?
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm, I I was the first person to made a funny video in Walmart, but I'm right. the first person to go viral in sure. a in a Walmart.
0: Right. Right. So, okay. All right. Enough respect, that's big yeah. enough for me, you yeah. know. So, you know people don't all it seems consume. like you've capitalized, you know, a lot of us a lot of us it's like to me it's very similar to getting a record deal. It's to a lot of us at a certain time in life, it seems like magic. And you get the record deal. A lot of people get confused and think that's the goal. And really, that's just the starting point. And I, and here's how I think it relates. For you, a lot of people wish for that viral video. Right. Uh, but again, to me, that seems like when you get your first viral video, that's just the starting point. That's not exactly the whole goal. And so what did you, um, how did you, how did you learn what are some tips for capitalizing on something like that if you do for you i guess it was stand up comedy is how you're capitalizing on your viral video um or to make other viral videos what are your thoughts on that how to once you if you do get lucky or fortunate or blessed or if you're creative and create something wonderful and you do get that first pow viral video how do you turn that into something else more content don't just, sit on it just don't keep, be like just oh, keep going. i'm viral
1: Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, because here's what happens. You start going, you go viral, right? Mm -hmm. Overnight success, boom, viral. Right. So people want to know who the hell you are. So they're going to come to your page. Sure. And all they're going to see if you haven't done nothing else is just your viral video. And everything before that, the, the digital, pictures of your girlfriend, and right? Shit. Bullshit, <laughs> yeah, right, right, you're right, feeding right. your hamster and shit. Right. <laughs> right. So, so the thing, what you got to do is you got to keep continuing giving them content. Now, not everything you film is going to be viral. Not everything you put out there is going to be viral, but it gives people a deeper insight on who you are as mm-hmm. a person, and, and it creates this th- this mystique about. I need to know who this guy, yeah, I want to know more about him. You know what I mean? So that's when you start getting those people that are fucking sharing all your shit, mm-hmm. telling their friends about you, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Um. So I, to answer your question regarding how do you capitalize on that? I would say just continue putting out content. You're not mm-hmm. going to ha- just like a rapper. You know what I mean? He puts out an album with 19 songs, all 19 don't hit billboard. That's right. You know what I mean? But, but it gives you, it gives you a taste huh. of what else he can do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. That's what I do now. So I, have, they all,
0: I guess to sum up, they all don't have to be home runs. If you get one home run and you got a couple triples and doubles on your page, that's good right? right because right. it gives, it fleshes out who you are. Right. And you know, you might not all, everyone's not going to be a home run.
1: Yeah. You everybody, know. you know, I get so many people that write me on Facebook all the time, every single, every day I get these messages. I get, Hey, I, you're inspiring. I love waking up and watching your videos. Um, I get people to say, "Hey, you haven't posted all day. Is everything okay?" Um, I get, uh, um, um, "Oh my God, you're so funny!" I get, you know, "Let me know when you're in my town, when you're in my state, when mm-hmm. you're in my city." Mm-hmm. You know, I get real fans every sounds day, like, every yeah, day. Yeah. And and the thing is, yeah, real fans. You know what I mean? And I think that's a problem that some of these people, some people don't understand out here that I work with when they're either whether the musicians or comedians or whatever is you got to understand that that. Your whole goal is to continue making new fans and new followers, not, not, not being complacent and being um, comfortable Mm -hmm. with who you have. Right. So when you're, when you're like, like I'm a rapper, let's say I'm a local rapper. Right. And I post a song and I'm like, Hey, I got a new song. And I post a new song. Right. And it just gets the same likes and the same comments from the same Mm -hmm. group of people that always like my shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're not doing nothing to progress. What are you doing to get to the next level? You know what I mean? If you're not doing anything different, you're not doing anything different. You can't expect different results.
0: Is it okay to buy a promotion on Facebook and Instagram? Or I don't even know if YouTube offers that. But is it okay to buy a promotion to to try to bump up to another level?
1: Uh, yeah. So to answer that question, yes, it's. I don't think it's okay to purchase fake views in place. You right. can't do that. Right. But. There is a way now there's a difference between fake views and and views because there is a way when you sponsor one of your posts, right? It's real views, right? It goes to real people's pages. It goes to real people's inboxes. I feel
0: like, I feel like the way I feel like Instagram and and you and uh, Facebook, especially I can't even reach all my friends unless I give them some money. Is that the case? Do you
1: think? Well, it's just because
0: I got, I got five, I got 5,000 friends. But I'm at a level where, you know, I get five, six hundred views uh for my mix show flowers or I might get, you know, as much as a thousand views for a mission show. But I feel like I'm kind of being capped because I'm not spending a lot of promotion money.
1: No. Is that is that true at all? No, it's not true. Um, my it's, friends it's are just full little, of shit. My
0: friends are just not good friends. Is well, that what you're saying?
1: There's very little truth to what you're saying. what the thing is, is that you just need more people to interact with your posts. Mm. So it's an Mm. algorithm. It's Mm. an algorithm. If if your page is not popular, if if your posts are not popular, if you don't have enough people coming to your page, if you don't have enough people writing you messages, uh, F- Facebook is smart. So all social media is, but Facebook is smart and knows this person's not that popular. This person's mm. not, this person's not, um, uh, uh, um,
0: so it's kind of like high school again. Facebook is the popular kids telling the other popular kids. He's right. not that good. Don't fuck with him.
1: Right. So what happens, he's is, not ready yet. Let's well, put it that way. Here's he's what happens. Ready. Like you're my friend on Facebook, right? Right. Sure. Now, Let's say you are. um, Let's just say you are extremely, extremely popular, right? And a lot of people interact with you. Mm -hmm. You interact with a lot of people. When I refresh my 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 thing, my feed, you're going to be up there. Mm -hmm. Facebook is going to know you're going to have to see this guy's post because a lot of people are interacting with it. You interact with him, me, and you message each other all the time. We like each other's posts all the time. It knows that. I got to see your post. Now, mm-hmm. if you never interact with me, I never interact with you. Your posts get three likes, things like that. It's going to bury you down. It's going to mm-hmm. say, you're not going to want to see this. You're not going to want to see Very this. Very
0: important information. And I'm so happy you're sharing because everybody doesn't always share important information. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Free Thank game. you so much. Free game. free game, free game right here on the mission. Well, I feel like I've kept you an hour and 15 minutes. I feel like I've kept you a long time. I feel <laughs> like you're a busy guy with a lot of important shit going on. And I should let you get back to your regular life. Is there anything I generally ask people um, I've asked you a lot of shit. I generally ask people if there was something you could change tomorrow, like Thanos with the snap of your fingers, and it could be anything, your personal life, worldwide issues and problems, whatever. What would you, what would you change tomorrow? If you could.
1: Yourself, myself Mm. for the better.
0: Mm, That's profound. That's something you could actually do. Yeah, That's something you can do without the powers of Thanos. myself. So that's and an e- excellent answer.
1: And even if you're, if you say, you know, you're one of those people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm fine the way I am. I'm fine the way I am. You know, we all we're always learning. We're always growing. We can always be better.
0: So, I think, I think you're like those fat white women that sat at my table. If you think you're fine the way you are. Right, I,
1: right. No, because no, no. I
0: think you're deluding yourself. Yeah. None of us are really fine the way we are. Right. Yeah. I think we all could do a little better tomorrow. right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, not, they don't fucking sit at my table. There's 10 other open tables, bitch. You got 10 kids.
1: You kind of sound like a Karen yourself. It's a six top. <laughs> we were two people sitting at
0: a six top, and two other people who were extra weighted came to. I sound like a Karen. <laughs> I was invaded by Karens, Ruben. <laughs> and I can't, I can't, look at me. I can't. D- complain. They thought you were one of them. They're going to take the Karen side. <laughs> now I blame it on me being sexy and they just want to get up next to a player because I do kind of stand out. And I, I appreciate people that stand out but and like yourself because it's hard sometimes standing out. You know, but I, I like to stand out, especially in Arizona, especially in Scottsdale and East Mesa and people where, where you know, where white people are privileged and entitled. I like to stand out but apparently I'm nowhere near as scary as I thought I was. Cause those bitches sat at my table and didn't get up when I came. They said, look at this. See, I think I'm all scary, but I got the gray in the beard. Like, look at this old fucker. He's not going to make us move. And they're right. See, I'm mad at myself. Ruben. All of this is mad at myself because I should have handled it differently at the time. I should have said no pardon. I'd rather y'all sit somewhere else. But all of this is 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 me being mad at myself. So I apologize to you, overweight macaroni and cheese eating bitches. I apologize. <laughs> Next time we're at the Elevate, you can gladly sit at any goddamn table you choose. I don't care. I want to thank you so much. You've dropped so many gems today. We had a great conversation, and I feel like it's been my pleasure completely. I could sit and talk with you for hours between the music and the comedy and the running a business and the Asian parents. Do you have a college degree? Yeah, I do. Is that mandatory for an Asian young man raised to Asian parents? Is it mandatory? Do you have to do that before you get to fulfill your own life wishes just to prove like, hey, here it is. I'm going to go do my thing now.
1: No. So what happened was, is I got my bachelor's in health admin. Okay. In 2012. You on the
0: way to being a nurse or something? I don't know. I what mean, does that mean? Uh, Is that what that means? I don't know. No,
1: it's just I'm not. I'm. I'm. You handle everything else. The paperwork. Administration.
0: Administration. Got you. Okay. You, know, you okay. handle.
1: You run the. You run the hospital. You run the right. You know what right I mean? You're right. not in there with right. right.
0: You were GM. You were always
1: so, gonna be GM. You were never yeah, yeah. gonna be ditch digger. I got you. Right, Go right, right. Right. Okay. So uh So you run the hospital. So um. But I just ended up never leaving my company. So I I kind of spent you know thirty five thousand dollars for nothing. Ah, <sighs> okay. So you had, the, you had the job before the degree. Yeah, I started, I had my So it just job. looks good now. Yeah. It looks good, though. And I told like, myself, I told myself, you know, I'm going to go to college while I'm working here at the car wash. And then mm-hmm. one day, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to transition over and use my degree. So by the time that happened and I graduated, the money I was making with my company was, I was going to take a pay cut jumping into the
0: and right. I was like, Why man, do that? I'm
1: like up. I
0: always wanted to get my college degree just so I could tell my parents to fuck off.
1: Just so like like uh, here, this is
0: for you. It's what you wanted. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. So all of these are my personal issues coming out in the interview, and I appreciate you dealing with that. <laughs> I appreciate your comedy, how hard you work, uh, and I know you've got to get back to it. So we're gonna let you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ruben Boogie
1: on Boogieon.
0: Gay- sure. Yeah, yeah, Boogieon.
1: Yeah, Maybe, you didn't have to. You have to stop and pause on that gay part like that. Ruben Gay, Ruben Ruben Boogay, (laughs) Boogay-on. Make sure you guys follow me at Ruben Boogie on everywhere. Boogie on, Boogie on, like get your boogie on. That's R-U-B-E-N-B-O-O-G-I-E-O-N at Ruben Boogie on everywhere. Uh, Follow me home, shit. Comedy, car comedy, viral videos,
0: the best car washes in the Phoenix area. Ruben Boogie on. Everybody
1: calls me the Bucanas guy. You remember that video? Bucanus. No, I don't know. No? no. Okay, that's actually. I had the most. Vir- I was the most viral person in the world last year at the beginning of the year. God damn it! Drop the fucking. Well, I dropped the video. The video. <laughs> no, just no, no just I'm I dropped just- the video on the first of uh, the year last year. And I want to say thank you, I first had-
0: and foremost, stop, because
1: you are, without a doubt,
0: this is it. You are the biggest celebrity to date I have interviewed.
1: Well, uh, yeah, last
0: year I did this video. Uh, so I'm going to blow up now, shit. right? Yeah. Do I get to blow up now I mean, when we, I start cut up clips of out.
1: this? We can figure something I'm,
0: out. I, I got to blow up. Now I'm with the biggest guy. I'm with the most viral guy in the world. In well, that, that was until that stripper the stripper
1: fell off the pole. Remember last uh, year? Yeah,
0: when the stripper fell off. She beat me. See, so I had like 200 million views. <laughs> it's hard to beat tits falling. Girls failing. That's a big deal on the yeah, internet, yeah, right? Yeah. Girls failing. Do you, um, are you one of the better, are you one of the bigger viral people in the Phoenix area? Is it clocked
1: at all? Yeah, Do you know well, the other
0: viral people in the Phoenix area?
1: So there's one vi really, really viral guy, but he moved from L.A. to here. He, uh, he already had a huge following, understand, which understand. is cool. He's still doing good, and right. he's based out of Tempe now. So right. he's got millions of views, too. There's a
0: lady in my neighborhood that she's a she's a legitimate YouTuber that makes uh, big sponsorships from Toyota and everybody. She's the—and uh, I love you if you're watching, uh, my wife's friends. Uh, I told you about my wife's neighborhood friends. She— um. She's the epitome of a white woman. And I believe sponsors pay her to lead white women into using their products. Well, that's
1: what it's But cool she's about.
0: That's what it's all about, right? Yeah, she's yeah. pretty big in that area, in that zone. She's yeah, we got she's a
1: lot of Instagram, Instagram followers and shit. Yeah, all of that type shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, that's what it's all
0: about. You know, whether it's driving a Toyota, they'll pay her to drive a Toyota for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that kind of shit, all that upper level internet shit that I'm not involved in. Yep. Uh, but she's there. So I'm trying to buddy up to her and her husband, her husband manages a dispensary. So between the two of them, they're my new best friends right there. So Ruben, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Thank you so much for all the information you shared here at the mission. It's about sharing Jim's experiences and helping people out. And man, you're just the epitome of success, a hard worker. So let's emphasize that there's no way you can get to where you're, you're at without hard work. Correct. Absolutely. A lot of hard work. Follow Ruben wherever he's at. Check on the mission. Thanks so much again for everybody checking out the show. Catch us next week. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Granddad, Big Butch the Lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smokeweed, Dirty Harry, Lee X the Theater. That's me, you know, and every week right here from the beautiful Icon Radio Respect Underground Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists, and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here.